Hello there and welcome to episode five of the Or So She Says podcast. My name is Narissa Shea and I am a personal trainer, EIQ certified nutritionist, yoga instructor, a sport and exercise psychology consultant and a professional Irish dancer. My humblest apologies for the massive gap between episode four and five. As a lot of you know, if you do follow me or you're a client of mine or a friend of mine, I was actually on tour recently in Germany and needless to say, trying to find a quiet corner in random hotels in Germany was not as easy as I thought. So here we are, episode five. I promise you it was worth the wait. I am so, so excited for this episode today. Today, I'm going to be talking to Siobhan O'Hagan. Now, I'm pretty sure she doesn't need an introduction. She is someone that I have followed for years and I really, really look up to, not only with her own journey with health and fitness, but also with regards to her approach on life and also the career path she took. She really is the reason why I have ended up in this industry and the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing at the moment. So she's been a qualified personal trainer for over seven years. And in that time, she's helped thousands of women become happy with their body. She draws on her own personal experience and education to empower women with the right mindset to live the life they want while being happy with the relationship they have with their bodies. So she's not only very passionate about health and fitness, but also getting as much living as we can out of our lives. She left her own career in the corporate world to follow her passion. She built a following online through sharing her struggles with getting in shape while still trying to live her life. And she believes in finding the right balance to get long-term results. So without further ado, here we go. Episode five of the Or So She Says podcast with Siobhan O'Hagan. I'm so excited for this episode. Hello, Juan. How are you? I'm Thank great, Narissa. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh my God. I've been, I know you get this all the time, but I've been following you for years, like your own fitness journey and then your journey into PT, an online coach. And you're pretty much the reason why I ended up in this industry. So I have a lot to thank you for. (laughs) It's amazing. I was just thinking, I was like, I remember I followed you because you were in, in hotel quarantine the same time as me. Yeah, over a year ago, was it? No, I can't remember. I've done, I've done a few hotel quarantines. I can't narrow it down. It was pretty was much a year ago because I think we were supposed to be on the same flight, and then something happened with your flight, and I messaged you, and then you were messaging me because I was yeah. in quarantine. Yeah, that was. I think if it was last year, yeah, I got COVID at Christmas and had to delay my flight. Then, um, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah, um, but yeah, and you were on your way to Bali. Did you find yourself out there? Oh, I did. Well, I went into my yoga teacher training. So, you know, like that's what everyone does when they go over there. They're like, oh, I know I'm the opposite. (laughs) I just left Bali after four years and started my yoga teacher training online. (laughs) I was literally about to say to you, well, it was one of my questions for later on. I was like, I seen that you just signed up to do the teacher training. I was like, and you just did your breath work as well. Yes. Yeah. God, who am I? Yeah. No, leave Bali and have a spiritual awakening. (laughs) I love it. Yeah. I found breath work in Bali and I I was I didn't know what it was you know my neighbor was basically doing it all the time and I kept saying oh, I must try that sometime and then one day I went to it and it blew my mind I was like what just happened when can I do that again yeah. um 
and I would describe it as like being in like a dream state and but like really like pleasurable and and happy and then like emotional as well Um, and then so when I did it again um myself and Cece did on the roof and Jamie was uh facilitating it and like I just had this mad like thing I was like I I came out of it I was like hey I'm gonna move to London and it was just like that um and it's funny how things have worked out so amazingly and now I'm now I've so I've done the course to be prep work facilitator myself even though I'm like a little bit skeptical, I'm not that spiritual or anything like that. Like it, I might be changing a little bit now, but um, like even yesterday I I did a session on CC and it was so deep, so amazing. And I'm like, how did I do that? Like it's, it feels like something else is working through me. Yeah. Um. So I, and I still find it hard to describe to people what it actually is. You know, it's almost like saying you're like high on your breath. Yeah. But in a really controlled manner. I don't know. If you haven't um, experienced it yet, though, I think like it, it's like when I tell people sometimes you can cry in yoga, they're like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, have you ever done a hip opening class? I was like, I just bawled yeah. crying. When we did breath work, like I've done it a few times, but we did it over doing the YTT over there. And I mean, the whole class was just bawling, crying. Like it was so cathartic, yeah. but at the same time, you can't explain it if you haven't done it. And people are just like, oh, nurse, a bit weird, weird now since you yeah, went to I know. <laughs> I but you know what? It was always weird, weird. I struggled. <laughs> I struggled a little bit in Bali because I felt like some people were just making stuff up. And that's, I almost became, went the other direction. You know, I'd have people telling me stuff and I'm like, that's not possible. And so I'd be I'd be so skeptical and became kind of closed. Whereas when I first went to Bali, I really was spiritual. You know, I don't know. I wouldn't even, I don't know how to say, know how to actually describe what I be- believed. But I don't know. I've, I found myself becoming a lot more scientific and a lot more skeptical of everything. And I, and I think it was because of the polarization. Like it was the people who were, you know, selling manifestation courses yeah. based off and I'm like oh, did, you know did you manifest it or was it privilege and yeah. you know I became like I then became polarized the other way and I, then you know but I was like no but I still believe that there is something there and there's something you know underlying all this flow in the world I don't know I don't know how to describe it so I think I'm even getting a little bit back more back into that now just the way my life's working out by trusting my gut and just I don't know going with signs and stuff so yeah, I left Bali and found myself again. <laughs> I found myself in London. I love that, actually. I was in London for the first time this year, like randomly oh, in London. first time. And I was like, oh my God, how have I never been here before? It's like not yeah. fair. Like, Do you know, I think a lot of people in Dublin, I think it's very similar to Dublin. So like, I, I know a good few people have never been to London because they're kind of like, why bother? You know, it's, it's you know, cold and close. You know, if you're going to travel, go somewhere else. But I actually think it's so different to Dublin. It's huge. Yeah. There's so much more going on. Um, I do love Dublin as well. Like I'm so excited to go home now for Christmas. Um, but I just think, yeah, I just love London. I, I, there's just a lot going on. It was such a random move for you because like I've been following you for years and then it was like all of a sudden you decided, oh, London. And I was like, London. And then yeah. randomly I ended up in London with a bit of work like a couple of weeks later. And I was like, oh, I get it. I was like, yeah, really cool here. <laughs> yeah, I spent last summer here. Um, and the only problem, like I loved it last summer. Like for me, I just want to, I, I want somewhere where I find it really health, really easy to be healthy and productive. Yeah. Whereas like I spend a lot of time in Portugal, like where my sister lives as well. But for me, I always get a little uneasy there because I'm like, oh, I don't want to go for a run. I don't want to go to the gym. I just want to do jujitsu and Muay Thai and walk around, you know, and, and yeah. eat, eat healthy, convenient food. 
which I just I kind of struggled to find in in Alvor. Um, so like I love going there for holidays, but like for me, my environment has to be conducive for like me being healthy and productive. Yeah. And last summer I came to London and sure walk the legs off myself, like losing weight, like no tomorrow, and then you know, but yet having lots of fun and eating and drinking and then also having great training, like doing the jujitsu here, um, great gyms, just getting around easy, convenient food, you know, eating healthy is really easy here. A bit more expensive, obviously, but, um, you so, found uh, the balance. Yeah. And then last year, yeah. but the, I was playing, I was paying short-term rental on, on apartments and it was robbery. Like, I, so I, as much as I loved it last summer, I was like, it doesn't make sense to stay another month. Like, um, so I left and went back to Bali and I mean, that was always the plan. Um, but then I don't know when I, when I had that moment of maybe it's time to leave Bali, I was like, but that means I could get a long-term rental in London, which makes a lot more sense than if I'm staying. And even then it was like my, my work ethic has changed completely then since I've been here as well. Like I'm, you know, back training people, like doing the yoga teacher training, doing the breathwork course, like just being kind of more productive than I was in Bali. And that's not Bali's fault. That's my fault. I just, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm inherently lazy. So like if someone's like lie at the pool, I'm like, yeah. yeah. Okay. But here, you know, no, no one's offering to lie at the pool here. You know, it's everyone's working. So I kind of find myself being more productive, which is great. Which So that means that like overall, I'm happy when it comes to work, health, fitness, social life, you know, I'm close to family now, which is a big thing for me as well. Yeah, yeah. This actually ties in perfectly to my first question then, because my first question, I was going to jump straight in and not talk about weight loss, not talk about anything. I want to talk about something you talk about all the time, values and living a value based life and how that has shaped your decisions. Because something I always talk to my clients about in their intake forms, I'm like, if you're comfortable, do you know your top three to five values? And then let's talk about your goals, because I was like, unless you can get clear on your values, then your goals, you're not going to be able to get, they go, oh, I want weight loss, I want weight loss. But then all their values are like socializing and this and this and this. And I'm like, there's no congruency here. So I was like, something you talk about a lot is values. And I would love for you to talk about this and how it's guided your life decisions. Because I think if you say it, then they're definitely going to (laughs) listen to why I keep saying it's important. (laughs) I know, sure, I can't get my clients to listen to me then sometimes. They're like, please do the mindset section, please. Um, You know, they just want the calories and the workouts. And I'm like, no, no, the mindset section is so important. Um, Because it is, like, I realize that's what's got me through life. Um. Uh, you know, I, I went through, I always think of like before I was, I don't say woke, but awakened or like, you know, I was just kind of going through life and, uh, you know, it, it working in software and recruitment. And then I wanted to, I wanted to change, didn't know what, like, I didn't, I didn't know what I, I my body was just telling me to like do something else. Um, and I fell into personal training because, you know, someone was like, what do you want to do all day? And I was like, go to the gym. Um, and even then, but then when I, I, so I did all that and I really enjoyed that process. I feel like I was doing something for myself and like building a business and got into the personal training. And I just, after a couple of months of it though, I kind of felt a little uneasy again. And I was like, no, no, no. I was like, this is it. Like you've, you've got your dream job. Like what? You can't do anything else. And I think it was actually maybe reading Tony Robbins book, Awaken the Giant Within, um, where I probably learned about values and you know, I realized that freedom and happiness were like my top values. I didn't even care about health that much at the time. It was just freedom and happiness. You know, in your twenties, you don't care that much about health. Um, and I just wanted, so, you know, like it was like close, you know, close your eyes and imagine, you know, the dream. And I had this idea of the laptop on the beach. And then I was like, oh, maybe I'm not in the right place then to be doing that. And I had 
I think I naturally started doing online coaching anyway because I built a big following online and a lot of followers were, you know, not local for, for the gym. Um, so I, I just was like, right, let me push this online a bit more. Like this is 2016, 2017, you know, like not that many people were doing online coaching. And I built that business up. And then in 2017, I, I went fully online. Um, and sorry, yeah, to go back to values, it's like all my decisions are based off having that freedom and happiness as a value. So it was a big decision to leave the clients in the gym, but I also knew I couldn't be dropping in and out. If you want to be training people, you can't travel all the time and be consistent. Um, so, but I, you know, I, I was like, my value here isn't to make more money. It's for freedom. So it's decisions led by your values are a lot easier when you're clear on your values. Um, you know, I think people spend a lot of their lives just chasing money and status without realizing that it doesn't actually matter. Um, so that I use that all through guidance and decisions in life, you know, and it's gone full circle a little bit. You know, I've, I've been very happy with all the decisions I've made so far, living freedom and happiness. It meant, you know, sacrificing security, having any kind of stable base, you know, relationships, all that were all sacrificed, but I didn't care because I was like, it's a value-based decision that I've made, whatever way it works. Um, but then more recently, I've kind of, you know, when I had this like existential crisis this year, <laughs> I was like, what if our values, you know, I was like, what is the meaning of life? You know, and of course no one knows, but you know, I was like, what if having these values are preventing me from have or finding the meaning of life? And, yeah. you know, that's where I, I kind of looked around and I, I was looking at people like with families and all that. And I was like, maybe my values, I was like, maybe anyone's values are actually holding them off from different life experiences. Yeah. But I think that's okay. But I also think it's okay to change your values then. Yeah. So I think I, my values have changed a bit. You know, I can't jump on a plane and go anywhere. Well, I probably could a little bit, but, you know, I have a home now. I have a couch that I own that I can <laughs> you know, put in a suitcase. Um, but, you know, it's kind of like, again, I've kind of changed my values a bit. And again, so I'm, I'm happy, you know, like when I see, you know, especially when I'm out freezing, walking, you know, my only my eyes out because it's so cold and I'm watching videos in Bali I don't get upset or jealous or anything I'm like no this is I made the decision based off my value I wanted to be closer to my family having more purpose in my life in terms of work um and yeah so I'm, I'm not I think I just don't want any frustration for me or for other people so I think once you you know you're, you're aware of your values and your decisions you can you, you just remove that frustration then yeah I agree. And I think I love that. I love how you're saying that your values can shift. Like I think freedom, when freedom was a massive one for you, freedom is a massive one for me at the minute. So I'm like the ability to, like, I'm not ready to commit to renting anywhere. So yeah, every time yeah. I'm home between things, I'm like, mom, can I just come home for a little while? And everyone's yeah. like, I have this lovely place if you want to rent. And I'm like, commitment, what? No. Yeah. Oh. I signed a two-year lease here. I actually knew you were it was like, it's <laughs> the biggest commitment I've ever made but I'm reading a book at the minute actually and what was it's um Brian Tracy's book on goals because I want to run like a proper goal setting workshop where we talk about values and he talks about you know like your values shape your beliefs your beliefs shape your expectations your expectations shape your attitude your attitude is your actions and I was like when you actually get to the nitty-gritty of it like when people are saying you know oh I have this goal of weight loss but then it's like socializing and all these things are number one I'm like 
you're always going to be battling against yourself until the and it's okay if that's yeah. not a value of yours if health and fitness isn't a value of yours that's absolutely fine as well like i will outright say travel for me is a massive value for me and not from actually wanting to go and see cool places in the world it's something you said on a recent podcast as well it's about like experiencing different cultures and stuff yeah. like that and seeing how other people do things on the other side of the world and i remember actually when i was in bali i keep bringing it back to bali but i was hiking up mount Bator on like the rainiest day of the Ugh. whole time i was there and it was, that was just, unfortunate <laughs> oh very unfortunate because i think you just went a week or two later and it was gorgeous and i was like in this big raincoat it was just me and this indonesian woman and her granddaughter and just three of us hiking up like and it was just so random and it was absolutely pissing rain and I was just like she was telling me all about how hard things were at the time her daughter or her granddaughter was telling me all about like things going on in school and they stopped to pray on the way up and I just took it all in and I was just like okay look like I can look at the rain as the rain being a pain in the arse or I can look at this as like what an incredible opportunity to talk to people on the other side of the world and just see things differently so I was like like when it comes to values just bringing it back again when I say travel to people I always say it's not to go and like you know go and see these cool places yes that's part of it but experience and new cultures so you could say like relationships and stuff so I was like it can all tie in together but um this actually brings me so what would you say if I had to say top three to five values for you right now would be Oh, it actually, I had to write it down yesterday. I was going through a new list is for the yoga teacher training. And I just, it actually made me realize how much they've changed. Um, So now, this is, and people probably be surprised. I have connection, peace, growth, happiness, and authenticity. Love it. Love it. So yeah, no freedom. <laughs> <laughs> no freedom. <laughs> I have I my know, couch I do, I, mean, I do have my own freedom. Yeah, the couch is just tying me down. <laughs> It's a nice couch. It's a nice couch. (laughs) But that actually leads me on. And I think it ties in really well with one of your most recent posts. You were saying you don't want an easy life anymore. Like in order to be fulfilled, we need to be challenged. And like, I think that's come from exactly like what you just said in your values list. Like we can't grow in our comfort zone. So you had this moment, which I think breathwork, meditation, yoga, like I know meditation isn't for everyone I was like I know yoga isn't for everyone but I'm like if you can find something that allows you to be present with yourself you'll be surprised what will come up for you in your guidance system to tell you what to do so I love this post when you put it up because I was like you're really thriving at the minute and like you just life is just going really well so I was like I just I love that recent post you did yeah no I think it is important to to have that feeling of growth and like that's what I realized that I was missing because as I said everything was just going really well in Bali like at the business because I I'd always valued freedom so much I'd always um like delegate and outsource as much as I could like spent the money to do that right so that I had more free time um which is great but then all of a sudden I had all this free time and not really anything purposeful to work on and you know so that's where I was confused I kind of like I didn't at the time I didn't really notice it but I, you know I was kind of this unease where I was getting up you know going training enjoying my life doing you know having great food with great people um you know cruising around no stress at all but I think that's what I was, you know, I was missing was a struggle. And I think that's why I like jujitsu so much because I want, I felt like that gave me a real struggle and I had to overcome it. And I, you know, feel the reward of it and I get knocked down and go again and again. And I realized I needed that more with life. And like, I find that now, like obviously paying rent in London is very different to Bali. And it means I have to work a bit more. Um, I've definitely had bigger challenges here, you know, even getting the tube in the snow into 
train people. It's it's not as easy as you know cruising around the moped, but I I just feel like I have more purpose out of it. Yeah, and I, so I'm feeling happier now. I love that. I love that. And I, one of my clients is actually, she's massively into jujitsu and she keeps saying to me, she was like, please come down when you're home. And I'm always only home for a little bit of time. And I was like, yeah, I no, if, you're only, start. Yeah, if you do one or two sessions, you'll probably get scared off. You'll be like, what is that? You kind of need a couple of weeks at it to even make any kind of sense. And that's why so many people get, you know, they, they don't see it through because they do one session, maybe two. And they're like, that makes no sense. And like, don't really get it. But like, it's only when you start learning it's like learning a language like it's like you have to keep learning keep practicing um so it's and that's the other thing with traveling you know I realized I valued my jiu-jitsu so much and I was like this all jumping around but like I was mostly in Bali or Ireland you know or Portugal but it's still it was always like two months on two months off of training and like as with learning a language like you need to keep it going yeah. so then I was like it's perfect I'll go back to London join Roger Gracie's you know hopefully get my blue belt and then so I've got that this week and I'm like you know, everything's just working out. Congratulations. Thank you. It's like yoga though as well. It's like people do one or two classes and they're like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't that, get that, it. That, that was me for years. Like even in Bali, like I'd be like, oh, I'll go do a session. Uh, there was a place called Odyssey in Changu and I used to always go there. Well, like not always, sorry. I'd go to like maybe yin yoga on a Sunday and I'd tell myself I must go there more. And I'd go for one class, maybe on like a Tuesday and it'd be like 75 minutes long. I'd be so on flexible and like hated it but it was like you know it feel great after like mom let's do that again and I wouldn't but like what changed for me was in the pandemic I, I got the app like down dog started doing five because you get completely customizable so I do like five minutes a day and then which was completely attainable and then I would increase it like to six minutes for the next week and all of a sudden I found myself doing like 45 minutes a day every day and feeling the benefits and I was you know I realized that it's not like you need the consistency more than you need like the big long classes so I'm always raving about it why do you practice yoga I'm jumping three questions later now but this just segues Um, really well because I think people started for the physical like I started for the physical I was coming back from an injury and I got like I did Adrian's 30-day challenge that everyone oh yeah yeah everyone (laughs) I think I started with that too. I didn't even think I did the 30 days. I think I did a few and then found Down Dog. <laughs> Which would have been handier because I swear to God, by like day 20, I was just like, no, no, I'm not. But then the stubborn competitiveness in me was just like, you're going to do the 30 days. And I was injured as well. So I couldn't dance, couldn't really train or anything. So I was like, perfect time. But I was like, it started as that. And then you got into it. And then you start, I think for me, like massive changes in my life started happening where I just found when in hindsight I just started listening to my own intuition a little bit more and going a bit more in and I think step one like you're probably doing it in your course now is like they tell you you know it's the physical body and you're listening to your physical body but then you go into the deeper layers and as you keep going in and in and in you realize you have a guidance system in there whether you believe in a higher power or yourself or your intuition and all of a sudden you'll start listening to these signs that you've probably been ignoring for years and I'm like can't believe all that came from yoga (laughs) yeah such resistance it's It's just movement of the body and you know people see it as stretching and I'm like no and to be honest I find more that it's made my joints stronger um you know like I don't mean warrior two and you feel your hip engaged I'm like this I I feel like it's more about mobility for me than flexibility um and I mean in the physical sense and then I mean so yeah I feel like I I need to do it every day to prevent injury um you know it's it's kind of like the I suppose the yin to my um 
intense martial arts training. Yeah. Uh, like I need that. <laughs> and then mentally, like I don't know. I think for me, a lot of it for me was then I wanted the the routine. You know, like I started in the pandemic because I was kind of bored and needed, you know, I'd read Atomic Habits a few times and was like, I need to implement this. It's something I've always wanted to do, but never implemented it. So I kind of saw that as an opportunity to do a couple of minutes a day because I had time. I wasn't rushing off to training like I used to always. Um, and then I started feeling, I think, feeling the benefits. I remember just sitting one time on, in the park in the pandemic. We had to meet, you know, in the park and sitting down cross-legged and was like, oh my God, I've been sitting here for a few minutes. And I, I was never able to do that because I'd done bodybuilding for years without a single stretch. And I was so inflexible, still am a lot, but you know, there's death and seeing those physical improvements without feeling like I had done that much, you know, like because I was just doing a couple of minutes every day, it was building. And it's like everything in life. I say consistency over perfection. Um, well, not everything in life, a lot of things um, that, yeah. And I, I do think like, I don't get, that spiritual into it like I, I do I love to meditate at the end like for Shavasana and I really like that calming thing like the amount of times that's brought like a daily email to me that I then go market and sell business you know like I, I, I find those couple of minutes give me the creativity and it's just part of my morning routine um, and it's again it's an, it's something that is a, a constant in my life and I've been always traveling so much so you know at no matter where I go do some sort of yoga like even I've, I've done it without maths you know like I just it's it's part it's like coffee and yoga is like my my constants when everything <laughs> else is changing I love that I love that and you can always bring your mat with you as well yeah, you yeah. a little oh, travel mat depending on flight restrictions yeah. <laughs> package restrictions not if you're flying with Ryanair to London and you only have the small little bag. yeah no I think I have I have one in all locations now like I want to do in Portugal London Bali a lot of stuff in Bali you need to get. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll get back there at some stage. Yeah. But actually, um, this kind of brings me on. So, like, I'm going back a little bit here. But you went down the pathway that I know a lot of personal trainers do. And I was very tempted to go down this as well. So you become a personal trainer. You do your nutrition course. You, re- oh, I can get in really good shape without, like, a huge amount of effort. Maybe I might go and compete. And for me, like, I come on from years of working as a professional dancer i was competing i was like there has to be something more what can i do now what can i do now always looking for something and it was so inspiring not i know you really struggled with the journey after it but for i love how honest you always are and how how you actually dealt with after the bodybuilding competition and your raw honesty was the thing that made me question no, I'm actually, I'm I'm not going to go into this. And like, do you want to talk a little bit about yeah. your story? Yeah, so it's like looking back now, you know, sometimes I'm like, why did I do that? You know, but also now I see that I, it was, the, it was the process I enjoyed. It was the, it was the struggle, you know, and I say you need, I, I think that's what I needed at the time because I got to a point where, yeah, like I was building my Instagram following. I, I had got myself into good shape and I was really happy with my body. And I was like, what's next? And I worked in a gym that, you know, a lot of people had competed. And to be honest, a lot of people had done a very unhealthily, drugs, everything. And I always said I'd never do it. Um, And then I saw my friend, she had done it, but like had been traveling and stuff. And I was like, hey, how did, can I do that? Um, And, you know, we kind of then thought about, and I was like, yeah, like I, I need a challenge um like I want to do it healthily and we talked about that and I did like I I, I relished the challenge I you know I I was so rigid um but also 
like I, I didn't have to struggle because I had a good coach that I was like she was aware of the female body you know if I was really struggling she'd tell me to eat more um and you know I had weekends where I went to weddings and everything and I really didn't I, like I enjoyed the process and got on stage did really well was shocked like I think because I, I, I had very little stress I had a lot of muscle starting it I was strong so like I came in really lean and was like oh great and then afterwards um I really struggled body image like with food everything and uh like looking back now I can see that I probably did have issues with food beforehand but like they weren't I mean I wouldn't have thought it was any anything to flag but I I, you know I really struggled for those six months afterwards I was binging I was like hating my body I was being really restrictive and then binging and really restrictive and like my head, it's so funny because my head was in one place. My my head was like split in two. I always say my head was like, you look grand. Like you're wearing a size 10. Like, what are you talking about? And then the other half of me was like, no, you can't go in there. They're going to judge you because, because I got so much praise and so much attention and new followers and everything because I got shredded. I felt like, and you know, that sense of accomplishment, I felt like I was just going backwards and it meant that I wasn't enjoying my training. Cause I was like, what am I training for? Like, I'm just getting fatter, even though like underneath I knew I needed to it was a, a strange time in my head I realize now um but then as soon as I started talking about that struggle so many people people that I'd followed who had you know I would say glamorized bikini competing and you know they'd be like oh my god thank you so much it's exactly how I felt and I was like oh, why didn't why didn't you say it then it would have stopped me getting into this position now obviously it wasn't their fault at all but you know I was like why is no one talking about this I thought I was the only one and but I'd kind of noticed it like I'd girls I'd followed you'd see them the whole thing getting to stage you know shredded every day ab checks every day and then they disappear like you wouldn't see them online they post an odd stage pick the odd time so I was always like no I'm not going to be like that I'll post the whole thing and I post every day you know as usual um but I really really struggled and like I thought the I thought the only thing that would make me get back to being disciplined was to do another show. So I'd signed up with Larry and I was like, right, let's do this. And actually what changed there was the way he had me tracking calories and stuff. And that like I I had to I had to track everything. Or not not had to, sorry. And we looked at averages for the week, you know, like I put it all into a calculator. Whereas before on my fitness pal, if I went over it, I'd be like, oh, failed today. So I'll just keep going. You know, like I'm just like, oh, I've gone over, so I'm just not gonna track the rest. But that was something that made me just be a bit more mindful with my decisions. Um, you know, like I knew that there were days I was going to eat loads, but there was no judgment or anything. It was just like, put it in, look at the numbers, see how your body reacts. Um, and and then I was in Thailand and, you know, meeting loads of new people that I've never met before. And, you know, they everyone thought I was in great shape. And I was like, no, 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 I used to, let me show you a picture of me six months ago. Like I used to be in good shape. But then I kind of like learned a new appreciation for my body. I found CrossFit. And I started saying to Larry, like, do you think I could do the prep out here? Like if I was just doing CrossFit and like not counting calories, because I'm actually really enjoying that. And he was like, I think we both said like, wait, why am I competing again? Um, And then I decided to leave it. And then I just found myself actually wanting to eat so that I could train hard. So I could, you know, get actually fit. You know, I was so strong, but I was so unfit. Um, And yeah, discover CrossFit, traveling, just realized there was more to life. I kind of used to look back and be like, why did I do that? And even up until recently, I never understood why anyone would do it. And then, but now I again looking, thinking about um, struggles and, and having like purpose. I think that's what I was going. That's what was fueling it at the time. And I can see that in other people too. Um, 
so yeah it's it's something it's shaped me a lot I've learned a lot about mindset about body image and it's definitely helped me with women and I'm glad I I'm glad I did speak out even though I got so much hate from other competitors I'm glad I did it because it means like say someone like yourself who was thinking yeah. it was great like I might have saved you I mean a lot of people have disordered eating a lot of women especially where my age would have disordered eating habits or tendencies even and you know they, they think the next thing to do is to do competition but that's actually the last thing that people like that should do you know it should be people who have a really good relationship with food or even like especially come from an athletic back background like not like say maybe even maybe for you it would have been fine but for me like someone who's just spent their whole life dieting it's just like it's not the right move no absolutely like you have no idea how much you saved me because I'm coming from like a dancer working for years in the industry it was chronic like it was absolutely horrific I talk about it a lot like I work with a lot of dancers like relationship with food it's like like there's the thinner is better narrative and then there's the dancer thinner is better narrative which takes on a whole other level like and it's just it's still so prevalent today so when I think about it like I like to think I have a good relationship with food now but you saved me from going down that track because I know when I get onto something, I'm going to do really well in it and I'm going to do this perfectly. And I was like, it's not the lead up to these things that I think would have been the issue. I was like, it's after it. And I think like you coming out and speaking about it, you've no idea how many people you have helped. So even though you're kind of thinking maybe at the time, why did I do that? Sometimes I think like when we do go through these really hard things, and we are open for speaking about them. Sometimes it is actually just to actually speak about them. And so other people yeah. know that they're not going through these things on their own, which actually brings me perfectly then to the next question about the thinner is better narrative. Like, he, like, do you think this is still one of the biggest struggles that I say women, but I men as well. But obviously I'm, I work mainly with women as well. I, yeah. was like, I just think it's still so prevalent and like, when I'm working with clients and they're telling me their goals, same as yourself, like you'd be like, why do you want this? Do you want this because you want it? Or do you want this because society has told you growing up that you should have a smaller body and therefore you get loads of praise when you get a smaller body? Like you were there, you experienced it. Do you think yeah. it's still? I think, um, yeah, I see this a lot. Like I used to always think, you know, the leaner you are, the happier, the happier you are. Um, but I see myself now and I'm like, I'm so happy with, you know, whatever weight I am, whatever size I am now, because I'm not, and I'm not even, sometimes I'm like, God, I look great, even though I'm not even trying, but like, I actually probably look technically, you know, like this body would have been a nightmare for me when I was doing my competition, you know, like it would have been to be, if someone said you're going to be happy at 72 kilos, I'd be like, no, you know, I stepped on stage like 62. Um, But yeah, I like, I see so many women who are not happy with their body and they sign up to me and they, you know, they want to get leaner and it's not, they don't need to change their body. They need to change their mind. Yeah. Um, and it's because I always talk about like resistance and working with your body and not against it. And it, if it comes to a point where like, we might help them go into a slight calorie deficit, but if it comes to a point where it's becoming difficult to stick to, or um, your lifestyle doesn't allow it, you know, like that's where you have to kind of step back and go like, what is actually important here? You know, if, having a social life and being able to eat with your friends and family then you know we need to kind of sacrifice maybe the fat loss goals and maybe if you know you're not losing weight on whatever 1500 calories maybe yeah you you will have to go lower to lose your calorie to lose weight but maybe you don't need to lose weight you yeah. know and well we don't say it so abruptly but yeah it's that kind <laughs> of um, it's trying to shift people's mindset and you know like and I, I I always do that like drill down why 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 you know 
why do you feel like that? And I was like, oh, because I want to, I know I'll be healthier. Like, why? Just keep drilling down. And like, it might come down to something like, because I want to attract a man. And then you're like, but do you really want to attract someone because you're a certain size? You know, like, you, do you, you want to attract someone who likes you for you? Um, or someone that that likes, maybe he's someone who is attracted to your body, but it has to be a body that you feel good in or that you can sustain. Um, so yeah, thinner is definitely not better. I don't know. I mean, in terms of, there's a lot of variables there, but for me, I've been loads of different sizes and I'm happiest when I'm, as I said, like eating well, training well, um, like I've been leaner and unhealthier and not felt good. You know, I've been, I've been bigger and I felt amazing. You know, I look back at videos in like 2019, I'd put on a good bit of weight that year, but it, like I was, I kind of had done it purposely. Like I knew I was using that year to travel and everything. And it's funny, actually, in 2020, I ended up losing loads of weight because I was just like doing nothing, you know, and everyone was like, Dublin suits you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, stop telling me that because I'm actually going to go back to having the crack as soon as I can. Yeah. Um, and but I was aware of that, you know, like I was like, yeah, people, you know, I'm lean now because I'm having no fun. But I was like 2019, I had the best year ever. Like, I think I, I don't know how many countries I was in, how many weddings, festivals, everything. And I was like, that was my body. Like I was doing uh, probably I mean, in terms of health, obviously not ideal because I was probably drinking a lot. But, you know, I was saying health is not a size like health will look different. And I, that's why I always say about commenting on people's body shape and stuff like you could be saying people look great. And that's because they haven't eaten anything because they're heartbroken or stressed or anything. And when they do eventually look after their health and put on some fat, you are, you know, it's they, they have a negative association with that. And yeah, so I, I, I mean, for some people, losing body fat will correlate with better health markers. You know, I'm not saying don't lose body fat, but um, it has to be done in a healthy manner. Yeah. I agree. And like, I'm, I'm completely in the middle ground here. Like I'll never say I'm pro diet. I'll never say I'm anti-diet because on the flip side of things on the anti-diet side, what really, really triggers me is I'm like, once again, you were telling women how they should feel about their bodies. You're telling them they should be happy at this size, no matter what. I was like, there's nothing wrong with someone coming and they're saying, I just want my jeans to fit a little bit better. And yeah. maybe I want more energy to play with my kids. Maybe like, I just want to look after my heart. For some people, like losing weight is actually a good goal to have. And I was like, so on the anti-diet side, I get really annoyed at that as well. I was like, you were doing the exact same thing that you're giving out about diet culture right you're once again yeah, telling yeah. women how they should feel about their bodies I was like it's the polarization that's the problem yeah. you know it's it's having people saying diets don't work and I'm like they do yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> but well I think and I get the sentiment because I do think that if I had never dieted ever I'd have a much better relationship with my body and I think my body I, I do think you'd find you know kind of a natural set point for your lifestyle um but I do think that dieting like bringing in big restrictions ended me ended up in me putting on weight so like the biggest thing I have with clients is actually not getting them to eat less it's actually getting them to eat more because you find them when people aren't hungry they make rational decisions and they're able to listen to their own hunger levels and what their body needs um but it's very hard to listen to that when you're constantly dieting and and, and when I say dieting I mean like really low calorie um so I get the idea of saying like stop being so restrictive and listen to your body and like but I think, again, it's been polarized. It's been like when they start saying diets don't work and any kind of like counting calories is obsessive and blah, blah. I'm like, no, I I, I, I sit in the middle. Then, the, But the problem is, and that's where I think my business sits in the middle as well. Is if, you, if, if, if we, because sometimes when I first learned about diet culture, I was like, oh my God, I am the problem. You know, I was like, I'm there doing before and after pictures everywhere. I'm, I didn't realize. And then, but again, that was a very much anti-diet book that I'd read and I was nearly going to shut down the program. And then, 
I realized, oh, I was like, if I'm not there in the middle, you've got these people then doing your six week transformations that will do anything to get the money, get the the pictures and they will put their clients through, um, you know, unhealthy eating habits just to get those results. And then yeah. the, the, those clients then, you know, when they inevitably can't keep it up and they, you know, they'll go back to them again to pay them again. Um, so, and I just think, yeah, I think I feel like we sit in the middle ground where we teach people compassion and teach them about, give them the education on numbers and training and how to, you know, how to look at it in a, you know, an adult way. I would say like eating like an adult. Um, and yeah, so I sit in the middle. I, I there's, I think polarization is where we're going to confuse people. I think, yeah, but I think what you do is really, really important because like you do need people in the middle ground because I've had so many people come to, like, I'm not in the industry that long. I only launched my business last year. Like, and I have just been absolutely shocked with some stuff clients came to me. Like one client came to me and she was saying um, how she was working with a trainer before. And if she went out at the weekend, he wouldn't train her for two weeks like yeah, pun I mean, punishment for things yeah. <laughs> no like... and I mean that can work in the short term but I always say to people like you have to be intrinsically motivated like yeah. you cannot be doing things because someone else is going to punish you or in a reward or whatever it has to be because you want to do it and yeah. sometimes our coaches can seem like a little soft but you know it's it's it, it's not going to work in the long run if they're giving out to you you know it's yeah. it, any kind of changes lifestyle physical anything it needs to come from a place of love and not for hate for yourself yeah. um it has to come from a place of respecting your body and not hating it and that can take some time to learn that especially if you've been years of diet culture and been told that like having any kind of fat is bad or you know that you own like and this thing is like cardio and diets it's like just breaking your body down and I'm more about like let's get strong and fit yeah and then you know use diet a little bit to to shape your body if you want but ironically I always say to my clients I'm like look if we I I'll educate you in everything in nutrition I was like training when you start ticking the boxes right fat loss usually happens I was like as yeah. a byproduct so let's you need not patience vote. though that's the problem yeah. people don't yeah. have patience they and want... consistency <laughs> yeah or they're using the scales as a sign of measure as a sky using the scales as a measure of progress which yeah. is just asking for trouble but I've had like a couple of clients now and I got a message off one this week and she was getting ready like for her Christmas party and stuff like that. And she was like, this is not the thinnest I've ever been. But she was like, this is the happiest I've ever been. And she was yeah. like, I am literally normally in tears getting ready to go to these parties. And she was like, I don't know what it is. Maybe Narissa, it is all the mindset stuff. And I was like, ah, who would yeah. have thought? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we've clients all the time who want to be, you know, like, oh, I want to fit into this dress I wore like to a Christmas party last year. And I'm like, but like, let's look at your lifestyle last year. You know, like I remember one yeah. girl, she wanted to be a certain weight. I was like, well, what did your lifestyle look like at the time? She's like, oh, I was doing four hours of training and boxing and eating really little. And like, I had no energy. I'm like, so why are you, why? No, it was like, it's so unhealthy. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like, let's look at what's realistic. And I just think like a slight calorie deficit over a long period of time. So you can enjoy your life. You can maximize your health and your social life. <laughs> And actually have a life as well, though, because I yeah. just feel like, especially when you see, like, I think, same as yourself, when you have people coming and they've been on like 1200 calories or whatever, and next thing you put their calories at 1700 and they're like, whoa, what? And I was yeah. like, just, just trust me. Have you ever been able to stick to the 1200? And they're yeah. like, you're like, I no. can't eat that much. Or like, <laughs> I never, or I, I, I normally, I, what was it? I got it once. It was like, oh, when I track, I only have 1200. And I was like, yeah, keyword, when you track. When you what track, about yeah. the other days? And 
that's it. Like, I mean, it's like what Larry did to me years ago. It's like, okay, let's just track everything, even roughly, not like no yeah. judgment, get the numbers high, you know, like whatever number it is it's great because we look at averages for the week and that makes such a difference and it means then if there's days of really high calories like if you have an extra 700 calories today it's actually only 100 extra on your average for the week so there's so much room to play around there's not so then it removes the negative thoughts it removes the restriction or the you know it's just like you just get on with your, your week or your day um so yeah I mean that's why I like tracking calories for for most people like some people do I find like when people become obsessive about it it's because they're they're tracking too little like you know when your body is starving yes it's going to just constantly think about when it's going to get fed next but yeah. when you're actually properly fed and you've got energy and like the amount of people that were like oh my god I've got so much energy I'm sleeping better I'm like yeah because you know food is fuel like it's yeah. energy like if you're 1200 calories and you can't figure out why you're you're wrecked all day like stop just having coffees and eat more food, actual energy I remember going to bed like hungry and everything and I was just like you'd be going to bed thinking about breakfast in the morning and this is before I knew anything about nutrition like I swear to god I'm like I I'd hate to see what my protein intake was like yeah. back when I was dancing I was like it was awful but I'd be going to bed hungry and not being able to sleep and then waking up exhausted starving all the time and I think about it now and I'm just like God, I spent so many years and I just wish it was something that like I'm a big advocate now is for like informing dancers and working with dancers and realizing yeah. like you have such intense jobs like when you're on tour and stuff like that you need to be feeling the amount of body. calories you'd need to be taking in oh crazy I was I was actually just on tour there for a couple of weeks I went back to randomly do a couple of weeks and uh, I was like roughly tracking calories not so much because I really get I knew what I needed to eat I was roughly tracking them because I'm trying to like put something together that might may potentially be able to help dancers on tour because it's really hard to find like protein stuff in that in Germany and that so I was yeah. roughly trying to track just to find things and I was like whoa like I was like pushing the boat out way up with the calories and then my friend kept turning around he was like I feel like you're still losing weight I was like I know I'm eating I'm I'm trying I'm trying but I was like it's so interesting to see like back years ago and I had no clue about nutrition I was like I would have been like oh this is great I'm losing weight and now because I want stress your body was under awful like I felt horrific like I'm so used to like doing my yoga and my training and going to bed at 10 o'clock and the tour life for three weeks I swear to god Javon, I thought I was gonna die like every morsel my body was aching I came home and like slept for 12 hours three nights I was like I think maybe I am too old for this <laughs> maybe my values are shifting a little bit um but Okay, so I, I know we need to wrap up soon because I know, I know you're busy. But um, so what would you say, this is a random question, your biggest achievement to date is? I know you've done a lot of stuff, but. Oh, I think I just love how close I am with my family. So like, and I always talk about things like, you know, bringing, being able to bring them on holidays of a lifetime. Kind of seems superficial, but like it honestly, that like my dad, sending me a message when we're in Abu Dhabi been like he's so proud that I can and want to do it it honestly it's it that's my biggest achievement has been able to like give my give back to my family yeah. that the way that I mean we were always brought away as kids only because we had free flights but um you know we were they my mom and dad did obviously did a lot for us and it's so nice to be able to do it for them um yeah I mean all the other things like they just don't seem to really matter when you when you drill down yeah I love that though. You, did you just go, was it to South we, Africa? Did you we, bring yeah, in January 2020, that was the big one. Like that was when yeah. I really couldn't afford it. And I, I was like, I had this idea. 
I think because it was when I was in Bali and I, I was kind of like my mom and dad were hinting about coming over and I was like, I don't think you'd really like it to be honest. You know, I was picturing them on the back of a moped and there was no golf for good wine. <laughs> um, so I was like, why don't we go somewhere else? And I was looking at Thailand and then I just Googled like winter golf and I saw South Africa and I was like, oh my God, that would be hard. And I went and got it priced up and I was like, never mind. And then I was like, why do I even have my car there? And I was like, maybe I'll sell my car. And I, I have still have it in my journal where I was like, it just feels right to make this happen. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. I'll sell the car. And I did that, made it happen, did it a bit cheaper than the quote I got. And um, it, the holiday of a lifetime. And that was in January, 2020. And then we were all separated for year, for months then, you know, we didn't get to see each other. And it was just like, how, I'm so glad we did that. You know, it was, even during the pandemic, my dad used to send a video in every day and we'd watch it of like highlights of each day of the holiday. Um. Oh. So that was amazing and then yeah just we just we're just back from two weeks in Abu Dhabi for the Formula One because they're all into the Formula One and uh it was amazing to be able to bring them and like just to see everyone there all together and it was just yeah had the holiday also very jealous that looked unreal yeah it was, it was yeah <laughs> very good and uh oh actually this is one thing I didn't have this written down but journaling you are massively into journaling yeah what would your main journal prompts be because I'm forever trying to get my clients into journaling. yeah I keep it really simple like it, it all started from you know trying to improve my relationship with food like because I was thinking about it a lot and I don't know how, I actually don't remember how I got into it but I used to always kind of talk about like I, I just reflect on the day before so I'd say yesterday I'm glad that and that would help me like be like oh I'm glad I went for dinner with my family or I'm glad I you know, whatever, instead of just thinking about what did I eat yet? Or I can't believe I had a pizza last night. You know, it was just like kind of reflecting on what went well. And then I'd always say like today I'm excited for. Um, and so like when even like say days where I have nothing on, I'm just working from home, I'd still find something to look forward to. And then three things I'm grateful for. That's kind of the, and it's kind of where, where it starts. And it's, it's normally like for coffee, for yoga, for, you know, if it's something simple. Um, but also like if I've had something going on deep, you know, like I'd write down my thoughts and I'd really kind of question like, is this true? Why, 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 you know? And because yeah, you've, you've times where you're really mean to yourself in your head and you're like, would I ever say this to someone else? Um, and I do think writing that down helps you like every morning, just decompressing your thoughts. Like it's so beneficial. Um, yeah, I couldn't really, like sometimes it's really boring now. Sometimes, like my journal is like really just same old stuff but I think it's really important to have the habit so that when things do hit the fan you know you've got that habit in place and you're because I don't think you're you know if you really need journaling and you don't normally do it it's probably not the time you're going to pick it up where you won't have the the mindset like it just kind of calms your head and makes you think am I thinking rationally or irrationally or am I looking at all perspectives of this and am I considering other people's point of views um yeah I love it I think it's really important it's always good to have to look back on. I actually, I started a course there a while ago, The Artist's Way, and it's kind of like you have to do the stream of consciousness right in every morning. And at the start, I was like three A4 pages first thing in the morning, like, and I love like my morning routine. So I felt like this was half an hour in the morning that was just triggering me. But then I got really into it and all of a sudden the shit that was coming out. Yeah, like, yeah. How is this in my head? But you start noticing patterns and you're like, wow, that is something that's clearly playing in my subconscious that I am just not bringing to light and I need yeah. it. So I was like, things like that, like, it's great. Like, yeah, it's so um, important to like, to, to, as I said, to analyze your thoughts. Like so many people are just kind of going around like, just surviving and I'm like we need to like slow down and take that yeah. space between intentions and actions and like just you know be clear on values and goals and make decisions from a good place 
And the power in the pause. I always talk about this to my clients. I was like, whether it's taking a breath, whether it's journaling, whether it's anything else. And I think this is where like breathwork meditation, all that kind of stuff, it teaches you to do that. And it's like, it teaches you to question your own thoughts. Otherwise, I think years ago, I'm like, oh my God, every thought that popped into my head, I was like, that is real. That is absolutely real. And now I think back on it now, I was like, there is still people walking around thinking everything that pops into their head is real. And I was like, this is why I Especially when it comes to body composition or like nutrition and stuff. Yeah, like, you know, people are saying horrible things to themselves in their head all the time. Yeah. And when you get into the practice of catching that and fixing it and realizing like, would you say that to another human? No, you can't say that about yourself. Because it does like, and your relationship with other people will start with your relationship with yourself. Like you have to be kind to yourself. And like, I mean, yeah, I guess I have a lot of people are unkind to me, but because I'm kind to myself, I can just greet it with like empathy and compassion. Yeah. It's, it's, it's true though. It's like, okay, you are, every relationship you have with someone in your life is going to be a mirror back to you. Like, so I, I like just when I encounter some people who are a little bit negative, like sometimes I, I don't mean to be so positive. People are like, Narissa, like, and I'm not for toxic positivity. I'm not. I'm like, feel your yeah, feelings, yeah. ball crying, be angry. I get angry. I was like, but also I do like to see the positive side of things wherever I can. Cause I was like, life can be re- like, I've been there before. Life is way harder when you're seeing everything to- through a negative lens. Yeah. Cause you start seeing people through a negative lens. So I was like, I think it is important. Like when you get that good relationship with yourself, you tend to be able to have easier relationships with people as well. Yeah. <laughs> So I was like, I do think journaling is great for that as well. Okay, my last question then. If you could give one piece of advice to other women around our age, maybe younger women about life, about anything, one golden nugget piece of advice. Oh, can be nutrition training or anything (laughs) life. You know, I'm a big mindset person. So I mean, it can be whatever you want. (laughs) Oh, I feel like like this is going to be deep, but like, I can't really think of anything. Specific. I mean, yeah, I think it's like just become as self-aware as you can. Yeah. Like do the work around becoming what's important to you and then do it. My thing I always say, I got asked this on a podcast before and they really put me on the spot and I was like, oh my God. And then I was thinking back of like this yoga guy I was watching. I was like, question everything. And they were like, they, oh, yeah, they were yeah. like, I used oh. to actually say that as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Question everything. Like, I love, I love being curious, and, and and like curiosity is a big thing for me as well. Just didn't make the top five values there, but That's curiosity okay. is definitely one. <laughs> I was like, sometimes I end up like my new thing is I've gone down like the quantum physics YouTube bandwagon, so I'm like everything is anything real and I was like oh no Narissa you need to like pull it back a little bit so on the podcast I was like question everything like everything's a construct they were like on a fitness podcast they were like (laughs) and any nutrition advice I was like consistency over perfection (laughs) (laughs) yeah that one too that's like my tagline consistency over perfection And eventually, like when you do say it like enough times, people are like, you know what? I think you're right about that consistency over perfection thing. I was like, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but thank you so much for coming on, Siobhan. I no really, problem. Really Thanks. That's a great chat. Time. I know. I was like, I definitely could have made this two hours. So <laughs> I, I was like, right now, I promise I'll keep this snappy. <laughs> I know. It's great. But thank you so much for coming on and have a lovely Christmas and safe will, flight you home. Too. You tomorrow? too. Are you flying Christmas? tomorrow? Yeah. Think so, yeah. I have to might have to change flight. Long story. But I'll let you go. <laughs> Thanks, Thanks so much. Bye bye. Chat to you soon. Bye.